and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Hi, y'all. Welcome to June 19th. It is currently 7.46 p.m. here in Toronto. I desperately want to shower. It was so hot today, so gloriously hot. But um, after a day of being in service to some sponsees and then a meeting followed by another chat with a sponsee, I realized that I have the perfect topic for a podcast, which is Sponsee Woves. Now, as a sponsor, you as a human being, period, you may get swept up in sponsee stuff. I have seen sponsors cry sharing in meetings that their sponsees are have gone out or a myriad of things we can all do when we're drinking. And it has always disturbed me when it goes into the from just compassion and empathy and concern into like worry and tears and a sense of helplessness and hopelessness on the part of the sponsor. So I did a podcast several weeks ago called The 12 Steps of a Sponsor, and I read a bookmark that I have on what a sponsor is and isn't. And I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but a sponsor is not a therapist, a psychiatrist. A sponsor is there to guide you through the steps of recovery in a way that facilitates recovery. A sponsor is, as my sponsor says, my job is to get you to God because no human aid could have relieved our alcoholism. Meaning, step one is our problem. We are powerless. Step two is there is a solution. It's not us. It's a higher power. And step three is working with that power greater than yourselves to help you. And so as a sponsor, I agree. Our goal is to get a sponsee to connect with this higher power of their understanding and to guide them through the steps as a partner in that relationship, higher power, sponsee, sponsor. And sometimes it goes the other way. I just got off a um, Zoom chat with one of my sponsees that she just taught me something I am so grateful for and that I am going to go and do, which I was hesitating to do anyways, um, which I will leave for another time. But I also have a couple of other sponsees that are really struggling and they keep relapsing. And while I am concerned for them, I have done enough of my own work and work in the program to know I am not God. I am not their God. I have done everything that I can possibly think of to be of service to them while not crossing my own boundaries or placing my own sobriety in jeopardy and praying for them because that's all I can do. And so as a sponsor... I will boldly say that if you are becoming undone by your work with your sponsee, you're probably not doing it right. And you should probably try and um, facilitate moving on, not dumping anyone or breaking up with anyone, but just getting real with yourself and saying, I'm finding myself not coping with this well. So let's try and find someone that's more suitable for you. Um, I think that is the most loving and of service thing you can do for someone because when we are okay, we are at our best selves in order to serve others. When we are not okay or our well is low or dry, we cannot be of service to our fellow man. We have to be able to be okay to help others. 
um, on this last AA meeting I had with my ladies group, badass women warrior AA group, we meet twice a week on Zoom. One of the members who's beloved to me and one of my most favorite people, she shared that feeling guilty. She was talking about survivor's guilt and talking about feeling like really bad that you're in a field and your path is strewn with flowers and a path three feet over, bullets are flying and beautiful people are getting taken out while terrible people are romping through the fields, twirling like in the sound of music. And she talked about Because if you've been listening, you may know that I've been feeling guilty about how good my life is lately and how blessings just keep raining down on me. And what she said really struck me. It was very poignant. She talked about how when we are doing well and our lives are well, we get to help so many more people. And I felt like I got a little slap on the wrist from God saying, stop feeling so damn guilty. Look how I have placed you in a position of contentedness and serenity and abundance, and you would not be able to help all of the people you're helping right now or do any of the service you'd be able to do right now if you weren't experiencing the fruits of these blessings that I'm giving to you. Someone else also asked me the other day when I was talking about my guilt, reminded me, of the last three years of my life, which have been wrought with suffering I didn't didn't ever think I could endure. Um, I came down with a chronic illness that affected every part of my being and made it very difficult for me to live a normal life. Now, I no longer suffer from that chronic illness for a variety of reasons. One, I think, has to do with the natural progression of it. But in large part, I believe it's because I started doing a neural reprocessing practice where I came to understand and then believe that my body was caught in a trauma loop, meaning that it was like a record that was skipping and that I could rewire my brain. And everything I know and that we're learning about neurochemistry and neuroplasticity, which is directly the reason we can recover, because our brains have neuroplasticity, meaning we can make new neural pathways, unless you drink yourself into wet brain, of which there is no cure and no return to sanity. And it just looks like a stark, raving, mad, crazy person, wet brain. I think a lot of people are misdiagnosed as schizophrenic when they have wet brain. Um, But we can create these new neural pathways. So based on that science and research, I started a program that helped me address this trauma loop by interrupting it and trying to create a new neural pathway. And I can tell you that after three years of suffering immensely, um, I think it's been six months now since December, that I have returned back to normalcy. And it's a real blessing. And in my state of better health than I have ever had in my entire life, I have felt guilty about that and felt guilty that I don't have, I'm not in immediate financial danger and I'm comfortable that way. And I can afford to go to school and drive a car and put gas in it and shop on Amazon. And my fridge full of food often makes me feel guilty. But that share today was super important for me. And so that's why it's important for us to share in meetings because you never know who needs to hear what you have to say. So um, I was actually going to podcast on tradition one, 
So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to end this podcast and then I'm going to go right in and record on Tradition One because it keeps poking at me and I know it won't give up until I record it. So, um, oh, there was also a really good daily reflection today. Let me pull it up to read it for you. So what I am Googling is daily reflection because you can do this too. They're really good. June 19 AA. And up up pops aa.org daily reflection June 19. This is what started our meeting. So we do a daily reflection after our readings in our meeting. AA regeneration. It's very short. Such is the paradox of AA regeneration strength arising out of complete defeat and weakness, the loss of one's old life as a condition for finding a new one. And that's from AA Comes of Age, page 46. The Reflection. A thousand beatings by John Barleycorn, i.e. alcohol, did not encourage me to admit defeat. I believed it was my moral obligation to conquer my enemy friend. At my first AA meeting, I was blessed with a feeling that it was all right to admit defeat to a disease which had nothing to do with my moral fiber. I knew instinctively that I was in the presence of a great love when I entered the doors of AA. With no effort on my part, I became aware that to love myself was good and right, as God had intended. My feelings set me free where my thoughts had held me in bondage. I am grateful. Well, thank you for listening as always. I, You know what? I enjoy my time with you so much. I hope this never ends. Stay tuned for the next podcast where I'm going to talk about Tradition One. Whether or not I give you a, what do you call it? Not a double header. I don't know what you call it. Whether or not I give you a double podcast on the same day or I'm going to post it tomorrow, which is Saturday, remains to be seen. Thank you. Thank you. Please come back. You're important. You're worthy. You can do it. I promise you can.